0: I'm Iowa Akin Damila, and this is Clear Minds, Full Hearts. Who are you? I literally hate this question. It's so vague, and it's so loaded, and I'm like, what do you actually want to know? There's so much in who a person is, and it's really difficult to answer sometimes. And what decides who you are? Is it other people? Is it yourself? Is it your life experiences? Is it what you've done, what you're doing, what you want to do? Even though it's hard to answer, I love to ask it. So I asked Kelly, who are you? And this is what she said.
1: Oh goodness, who am I? I am a current physical therapist in my current career. I am a retired student athlete and I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, uh, a friend, roommate, an auntie. Those are some of my, my favorite titles, being an aunt. Yeah, I was pretty fortunate to have someone in my youth and developmental years who I would say ca- essentially that like cared more about us as people and I mean he cared about us athletically obviously because it was a passion of his but he was the one that really um, tried to focus on like you're an athlete but you are also a daughter, you're also a sister, you're also all these other things. Like this is just an aspect
0: of your life and just a passion of yours. Who Kelly is is multifaceted, and one of those facets just happens to be that she's an athlete. She started swimming when she was 6 and competed for about the next 20 years. So I have older siblings
1: where we lived at the time, there's a neighborhood pool, so it was that's what we did in the summer. Is my mother would take us to go to the pool in the summer and so it was you need to be water safe like i don't want you to drown so you're gonna take swim lessons learn how to swim so and yeah so that was kind of more from a safety component is kind of how it evolved but i had older siblings that also did the sport and then got into it a little bit more seriously and did it year-round so us me being the third born excuse me i it just kind of like follows too so we're going to be at the pool learn how to swim and then this is what we're doing your older sisters are swimming so might as well try the team so I don't know if I really had a say in it when I was five but I enjoyed it you know so yeah. join the summer team when I was five join a winter team when I was six and basically did year-round competing and swimming from six to 25. I kind of put together that if I train hard that I would potentially see these results at these meets I would say probably like 10 is probably where that clicked and then because I think around that time frame too is where I was introduced to other sports but I was like but I have swim practice like how do I do both so that I feel like that came internally and like my parents weren't like you can't do other things but um, I think most people actually start doing a lot of things and then they trickle down to one and I kind of just fell into one and dabbled in a few others, but always would go back.
0: Kelly chose swimming because she loved it so much. And she wanted to compete and she wanted to get better. And she had goals and big dreams for herself. Now, when you're a kid, club teams are pretty much your only competitive option until you get to high school. And with club teams, you get to choose the team you're a part of and you get to choose your coach. Based off of Kelly's experience, I would say she chose a good coach.
1: So it's very easy to make a young athlete good because you can throw everything at them like you can have them do doubles which double water workouts or have them do weight training have them do all the stuff in high school and likely they'll perform well but then for them to go off to college and still be successful would probably be a lot slimmer so he was i guess humble enough to like try and set the, myself and other athletes up to be able to flourish like later on which is You know, sometimes coaches win all the glory. I don't know, but he was pretty humble (laughs) in that sense. So I think I was introduced to mental training again by Charlie Kennedy is amazing (laughs) from the Philadelphia area. Shout out to him. Yeah. So again, he wore multiple hats. And so something he would do with us, like several weeks before our bigger competition, we would do like race rehearsal, mental rehearsal of our... Um, of the meet that we were getting ready to go to so it was just more like relaxation so we would just like all lay on the pool deck and like he would take us through this mental training of okay like you know just focusing on our breath like letting um, thoughts going in and out of our minds and then uh, then he would take us through like okay now envision yourself at your meet envision yourself at you know w- what you were doing several minutes before your race like and then we would go through your race of you're going to dive in you're going to feel these certain ways and you know mentally prepare us for what to anticipate and so I would say that probably started for me well I switched to him when I was 12 so I was exposed to that at pretty young age so from that standpoint Mental training as far as what's going to happen in my races, that started pretty early. And I tried to carry that on throughout college. Had I done more stuff in high school, I think college would have felt, I don't know. I don't know if just I might have been burnt out by the time I got there versus like, okay, like I'm ready for the next, like anticipating the next step and ready for
0: it. It was hard, but I don't know if you can really ever be ready. Kelly's right. I don't know if you can ever really be ready for the next step, but you can definitely prepare for it, anticipate it, and hope for the best. The next step in Kelly's journey was to go to college. Where would she go? Probably the most important factor in deciding where to go to college is the athletic department. Do you fit there? Do you like the program? Do you like the coaches? Do you like your teammates? All of these things are really important. Kelly went on many school visits trying to decide where would be the best fit for her. And while she was at Penn State, something stuck out to her.
1: Like, they weren't trying to sugarcoat it. They were being honest of, like, this is really us. Like, it's not always perfect. Where I think some people can, like, try and sell you and just say, like, it's all a bed of roses. And, I mean, they shared things that weren't perfect. And people were honest. And I appreciate that about them. And uh, another concern, I was like, do I want to be, you know— it was about three hours from home. I'm like, is that far enough away? But it was actually, in retrospect, probably like the perfect distance as you go through college. I'm like, okay, there's moments where you need like a break. I need to go home. So that actually ended up being a blessing and a disguise at the time. But uh, yeah, so it initially wasn't on my radar, came onto my radar later in the recruiting process. I appreciate it, what they had to share. I appreciate their honesty. I I mean, this is also kind of like cheesy, but I do remember going to like the football game and like the chant of we are Penn State of just like getting goosebumps. I'm like, okay, is this like a sign?
0: And it wasn't even a good game. It was actually a terrible game. But it was. Yeah, it was just great. I didn't even go to Penn State, but that chant is so captivating. If you've never heard it, it goes, we are Penn State. And they do that three times, and then somebody says thank you, and then somebody else says you're welcome. Basically, I know, it sounds crazy, but you just have to be there, you have to see it, you have to experience it. And that helped Kelly make her decision that this is where I belong, this is going to be my home for the next four years. And while she was there, Kelly was killing it. She's breaking records and winning awards and winning medals. Nobody could stop her. Charlie Kennedy literally set her up for such great success in college. But then what do you do when college is over? How do you plan for that? I don't know when I
1: learned this, but I just realized that like there was a finite time that I could do this and I was gonna do my best to do it as well as I could in that finite period of time. Because I knew, you know, if I'm 80 years old, like, if I ever make it there, like, I know I'm not going to be swimming at, at this level to make an Olympic team or make a national team or win Big Ten. Like, I knew that wasn't realistic. So I knew that you have a finite amount of time, do what you can with what you have, and do the best, like, to your ability to try and accomplish your goals before it's over.
0: How do you know when it's over? How do you know when to stop? Is it the last collegiate competitive event or can you keep going after that? How do you know when to stop, especially if you keep getting better? After her last collegiate competition, Kelly wasn't ready to stop. She took a little break and then decided, I love this so much. I'm going to try for the Olympics.
1: I actually swam faster and got best times and I was like, wow, if I can do that on like actually like a short amount of training, like how to break, like I was in the mental, like mentally in a good headspace and I'm like, well if I'm still getting faster, like why would I stop? So or like fully retire. So then that was in two thousand and nine. Summer of two thousand nine. So uh so yeah, I kind of contemplated it a little bit more. So the way my schooling worked as well, like I was actually gonna be on campus for another semester. So anyway, I was going to have to come back to campus. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be on campus and I've gotten faster, like, why not? Like, why not just keep training? That was kind of the start of the thought process of training beyond four years. So then I was there, you know, the fall of whatever that is, 20, 2009. And then I'm really contemplating like, OK, I'm a postgraduate. Like, I'm not a college student or a student athlete. So I'm not training for Big Tens. I'm not training for NCAAs. Like, what am I here to train for aside from, like, getting faster? And so, which is great. Like, my ultimate my, – that's always my ultimate goal was to get faster. But, like, what were going to be my goal, like, my meets and, like, how do I navigate that as a now a non-Penn State student athlete? So – I said something like that to my coach and he's like, I he's like, that's your choice. Like, what do you want to make of it? Like, I can't make you come here. I'm like, I know you can't make me come here. I know I want to be here. But, so then I kind of looked at the, the calendar. I was like, can I commit three more years of my life to train for 2012, which is every four years is the Olympics. And for swimming, we have Olympic trials, I don't know, a month out from the Olympic games. So, I somewhere along the way decided like I'm going to commit to three more years of training just to see what I can do.
0: I just have to say that is so dope. The Olympics is like the most elite arena for sports. And Kelly's just like, I think I'm good enough. I'm just going to try. And she's right. Before the Olympics, there are Olympic trials. Every sport has Olympic trials. And you go there first to see if you are fast enough, good enough, to make it to the Olympics. And Kelly made it. She made it to the Olympic trials. So I ended up making
1: Olympic trials in 2012. So I go to that meet. Um, I had gone in 2004 and 2008. So I like knew what the meet was about and so forth. Um, I mean, my ultimate goal was always to make an Olympic team. I knew my shots And my chances were not like in my favor, but I was like, that was always the goal, but like kind of the way the year was panning out and so forth. But I didn't want to go into that meet thinking like, this is my last meet because I never swam any other meets or races that way. So I just kind of put that thought, like realistically, I knew that was probably going to be the end, but I try to not have that thought at all, because every other competition I had swum at that point, it was, I'm gonna give it my all, I'm gonna swim to the best of my ability, and then it was, okay, go back to the drawing board, what went well, what didn't go well, and then reset and start the next season. So I knew that was likely not gonna happen, but I didn't wanna, and it wasn't, yeah, I didn't wanna have that thought, because I didn't, never gone into a meet with that mindset and i was like i don't want my last meet to be the one to try this thought process and have it go like poorly or great or i don't know maybe it would have gone better i don't know it didn't (laughs) it didn't go that well there's probably a whole other reasons why but yeah so at that particular meet you know i I finished my right my one of my last races or my last race which i didn't you know process in the moment at the time and I just, like, walked to the warm-down pool, and I was like, is that it? And, like, you know, you dive in the pool, the warm-down pool just keeps swimming. And I'm like, wow, was that it? And, like, just trying to wrap my head around, like, OK, did you just walk away from, like, your 20 years of your dream or, you know, your passion? And, and that meat in general, is just very, it's a lot of emotions um, because it can be a lot of people's loss actually and so people are who are coming out of retirement and trying to make another Olympic team for those who have made it before or people who are vying for a spot and they get third or and for our our sport get to be top two in an event to make the Olympic team and so that like a re um, you don't see it on TV but where the athlete zone is it's yeah someone mentioned like the warm down pool is like you're swimming through people's tears and it's like tears of excitement for people who've made the team or made best times or like made the meet in general. They're just ecstatic to be there or like swimming through people's tears of like, you know, dreams like not happening or not being able to accomplish it or, you know, just missing their ultimate goal or people retiring or like realizing like for me, I'm like, okay, that was potentially it. And like kind of looking around, and like soaking it in and seeing these people that I've swum with like my whole career and like it was like always like a little family reunion every time you went to meet so just different people that you would see from different you know parts of the country and realizing like okay like life life is going to change and i don't know what that's going to look like
0: what a way to end her last meet was at the 2012 olympic trials there's so many thoughts and so many emotions going on during that time.
1: I definitely cried afterwards, for sure. I, um, I again, it was, like, this conflict of, okay, I had a bad meet, and so, like, there was just disappointment with that. So, like, there was sadness with that, and then the realization of, like, do I get to redo this? Which I, you know, I could keep going, but it's, like, what am I going to keep going for, and... So I saw my coach at the time who was coaching me and I I don't even remember what I said to him. I think I I might have apologized. I'm like saying sorry cuz like I think both he and I we both knew that the training I had done leading up to it, like my performance didn't reflect it. So that I think just was just a disappointment. And I think I said just thank you cuz he was in my journey for so many years. And yeah, I'm sure in the midst of that, I was crying.
0: I'm Ayo Akindamila, and this was Clear Minds, Full Hearts. Thanks to all the athletes that share their stories with us and to all the studios around the United States that we get to record in. And a special thank you to Kalia Fraticangeli, who is our editor and producer, who without her, there wouldn't be a show.